Yeah. That's the super ass eating something. <laughs> Man. Fuck Bill Maher. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, guys, girls, and non-binary folks. It is your host, Caleb James, and Spencer, the Peruvian Pimp Daddy Church. I just like how I have so many... My background, because I'm either Peruvian or like... I can't remember. Your ethnicity changes every week. I like it. I like it. That's all right. Be the Mongolian man toucher next week or something. I mean, I've been called worse. That's true. This uh, episode was initially going to be a writing episode, but I woke up this morning to another bout of irritating news, which happens every single day of the week, it seems like, but today's news was a little more irritating in regards to what we enjoy in life, so if you want to take over, Spencer, I know this touched you quite deeply. So, to those that might not be aware, um... There, uh, you might have heard of him. You might not. Which Hopefully is, not. Which is, I think, the a big factor behind this is, uh, I call him ex-comedian Beermar because I don't know when the last time he ever did any kind of like set, a special, like or, a, or even like sets, like worked in any clubs or anything. Like I don't like nineties. I think all he does is just his his show now. Like so, I will call him a TV host or. Or, um, personality. I'll say personalities. TV personality, formal comedian Bill Maher. Shortly after the death of Stan the Man Lee in November, posted this, this little, uh, blog post about how he didn't see the big deal behind, uh, he was his essentially, death. yeah, he was essentially dismissing his death and, and as just he, another person because and, he was involved in comics. And and completely, you know, neglected the, the, uh, the effect that he's had on people's lives for, like, uh, over half a century, like... He kind of went on the, uh... The, the neck beard, you know, the douchey neck beard yeah. kind of style. Oh, he's overhyped. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, what does it matter? Just like, another person. Everybody, when Stan Lee died, at, like, major news stations, like, oh, the passing of beloved Stan Lee and, and everything. And Beer Ma had to be that one guy who was just like, eh, I don't see it. What's the big deal? He, Stan Lee was one of the few guys or, you know, just few personalities in the entertainment world were mostly just a positive view on him. You yeah. don't see too many, you don't hear many negative stories. You never, I mean, I'm sure there was some floating around. And and we'll say, like, you know, he always was credited with creating the Marvel Universe. And he always, he, you know, he always had great talented, like, artists to help come up with, like, the creators. And there was a lot of history and back and forth on how much did he create, how much did the art, artists create. And that's a whole nether discussion and topic, and it's a valid one, but he cultivated this, this, the comic culture and the fan base, and he made it what it is today. Like, if not for him, 
you wouldn't have all this. It would still just be, you know, comics would probably still be around in some shape or form. They'd just be another niche thing. Yeah, it wouldn't be this, like, phenomenon that they are now. Well, Stan Lee was another one of those guys, too. Anytime I ever heard him, especially even in recent interviews, he would just give credits to the Jack Kirby's and yeah. Bill Fingers and things like that. I never heard him outright claim just to be the sole creator, really, of anything that he wasn't the sole creator of. He didn't take credit. He wasn't one of those guys that just mm-hmm. takes credit and runs with it. So I don't really understand Bill Maher's criticism just on how he was overhyped even in the comic book industry because I think that was a few things he brought up. And he just pretty much dismissed him for no reason. Just like, oh, that's another celebrity. Who cares? He's not anything important. But he's touched a lot of people's lives. And that's more than I can say for yeah, Bill Maher. I've been a huge positive factor on many people's life. He served in the Air Force? I believe so. I, Some I, branch I, he, of the military. He, he served. I can't remember. I, I do believe it was Air Force. So anyways, that happened shortly after, afterwards. And... As it should have been, he caught a tremendous amount of shit for that. Now, to be fair, it wasn't... The main points of his article weren't dismissing Stanley necessarily. That was almost a side note, but that's what brought the headlines. It was a dismissing of comic book culture in in its entirety. Yeah. Which is what his new blog post, or whatever interview, I'm not sure what it was, is uh, what he was talking about was the same thing. So, after, you know, catching shit from all that... I think, you know, he talked a little interviews for there a little bit after that. And then, I don't know if it was like last night, it was probably a couple of nights ago, that his, I think his, uh, the new season of his show on HBO started. That, uh, real time or whatever it is. So, perfect time to try to get more publicity. So, from, from the, the article that I read, I didn't get a chance to actually watch the clip yet. But he has, like, at the end of the show, he has, like, this little rant on things, like, and stuff like that. Hey, you know what he had to fucking do? He had to just re-bring this up. He... Hold on, folks. I, I made notes. This is when you know it was a shit. Was whenever you I had to actually, write down some I, shit. I prepared for something. How often does that happen? Never. Never. So once he ended his, was ending his show and, you know, he did this, like, shitty backhanded, con- like, like apology of you know i wasn't celebrating his death i didn't like i just was trying to you know talk about how stupid the genre is in general and, and stuff like that which is which i kind of felt like is like he was trying to he was reaching his hand out to apologize like oh i'm sorry i went to shake your hand and whenever you went to reach out to shake his hand he pulled it he pulled his hand back and just put his dick in your hand Oh, That's kind of yeah. like what he was doing. I think somebody should give him the old stink palm. Yeah. That's um, what he did when he had that um, the N-word controversy. He said the N-word on his show making some kind of joke. And oh, yeah. Because he apparently thought he was able to make those kind of jokes now because he's super liberal or something like that. But then that backfired on him. And his apology was kind of similar, I remember. It was just kind of this fake, phony, disingenuous apology. He goes on to this spiral about... And I might be bringing this up out of order. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch the video. This is just what I'm gathering from the different articles and things that I've read about it. So one of his big things is about how um, uh, people who who um, consider like comic books literature, which... He thinks they're kids' books. Yeah. 
And I think if you polled a lot of the comic community, they wouldn't say that it's literature either. It's not that's not what comics are supposed to be for the for the most part. Like, you know, you got your Alan Moores and and your Grant Morrisons. It's the same way you would say that maybe um like a Philip K. Dick isn't necessarily a literature. It's yeah. science fiction. It's a genre fiction or even a Stephen King's horror. I mean, it's literature in the sense that you read it, but it's not when people think of literature or literary fiction, that's those aren't the kind of works you think. Yeah. So why is comic why should comics be judged any different? Yeah, because like I uh we bring the we we brought them up before, but the um the Dead Robot Society, they had this running joke about when they're talking about the stuff that they're writing, how like the when you try to make so you write something and it's like this grand oh i i created literature yeah instead of writing the story that you want to you know you write it you you made the sin of creating literature and not well bill maher seems like the type of person to me who would brag about reading things like proust and going on about the flowery language and pretty much essentially pages and pages of things that have nothing to do and this is you know what he's probably you he probably hasn't read any work of fiction in like 10, you know, in at forever. Least, at least comic books for sure. Well, because you figure, and this has to be a part of his job, you know, you got all those political guys and all that kind of stuff. So he's reading like his guest books and things like that and trying to keep up on that stuff. It's all that boring ass shit that I'm, I don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole. You know, that's just stuff don't interest me. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. Well, if he read modern fiction, I wouldn't say he would be classifying it as literature or fine literature in any yeah. way. I mean, there's still literary fiction writers out there, but most people most people writing genres now, or even young adults, a booming industry: romance, science fiction, yeah. and horror. I think literary fiction way like the end of the list. Yeah, if you look on uh, sales wise and things like that. Yeah, because it's just uh, you. They said with the the literature is just like a um, it's just too fancy, and it, it, it's not like I said. Other than your select authors of the. You know the animals, Grant Grant Morrison's, those kind of guys. It that's not what they're trying to do, anyways. No. Would, when I'm reading a Flash comic, I want to see somebody run really fast, punch some bad guys in the face. So, yeah, uh, you know. So um, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what people are, are getting. They're coming to this to be entertained, not to not to be oh hoity toity. Well, and- I think that's what his main gripe is, which is a very snobbish way to look at life. For instance, he mentioned the movies a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, that was gonna. That was he gonna compared be that I- somehow to Trump being elected or Trump culture well, or something. That, just the people that the fact that that people in America and it's just not America; it's all over the world. Thing have comics as a popular thing. They're only in America, because America holds comics in, into a high thing, is what only is that Trump could get elected. Yeah, that's essentially president. what he was saying, and it's stupid, because Cause that's I want to say... The same, that's also the same culture that elected Obama, both Bushes. Uh, yeah, it's a very different culture. Yeah. And what I don't understand is why he would equate com- the comic book industry and people just wanting to be entertained... Which has been the history of the world. People yeah. wanting to be entertained from gladiator fights yeah. to Edgar Allan Poe to modern comics. I don't know why he thinks that just because you like to go see a Marvel movie on the weekend, that means you're some kind of lowbrow fucking troglodyte. Which is fucking hilarious considering I 
do believe it was Iron Man 3, he makes a cameo. He, he took that money, didn't he? He took that money. He took that Marvel money. Which, I mean, I don't blame you. Like, yeah, you know. I would, too. Yeah, I would, too. But if you're going to, if you're going to take it, you need to back off a little bit. Because you're not gonna, you wasn't going to have that money if it wasn't for how popular this yeah. stuff was. Well, to circle back to the point, because I don't want to put words in his mouth. But just from what I read and stuff, I gathered that, like I said, he felt people, the movie-going audience that see Marvel movies, are somehow lesser than people that go see the shitty Oscar-nominated movies that nobody watches. And that's the same in the literary world, where, sure, there are people like me who like classic literature. I mean, there's also people who like comics and hate classic literature, and then there's also people who like both. And that's what he seems to be forgetting, or just ignoring the fact that people can like more than one genre or one type of thing because you can like marvel movies and still like um, some french indie flick Mm. and i mean and that's one of the great things about comics is that you can literally tell any kind of story well that's the thing he obviously has no idea what the modern comic genre is even like because there's so many subgenres. because most of the comics i read aren't superhero comics i mainly read comics that are pretty much what would be like a literary fiction type of story based in comic form. Yeah. Like Brian Wood's DMZ, for example. Oh, so good. Wouldn't that be something that would be right up his alley, you would think, with all the politics and You whatnot? would think, yeah. But he wouldn't give it a chance because it has fucking pictures. Yeah. The little kids drew it. I was like, fuck you. That's, that's just a stupid, archaic way of thinking. And a part of me thinks he does that on purpose just to get views. Oh, yeah. Mostly, probably. I would say mostly he does that just to get attention. And he hasn't, like probably hasn't watched any of these i defy you to watch uh infinity war and whenever spider-man's like mr stock i don't feel so good and you don't fucking well up a little bit you're not like oh you're soulless like i like i give shits about nothing and when that first happened i was just like and i knew it was gonna happen like i know the story for the most part i knew most of these guys were gonna get wiped out but still when that moment happens they done such a good job of telling these stories for over a decade that when that moment happens like i get emotional like well with the bill maher type this is what I think is funny. He goes on, you know, about how Marvel and comic books and, like, the movies and comic books aren't what he would consider literature and things like that. But all the stories they tell are based on the same stories that you'd find in yeah. fine literature. It's all the same. The hero's journey, things like that. They're all the same stories. And most of them started with Shakespeare. Uh, look, Thor, obviously based off of Thor, the old, like, Norse god. Flash, uh, what was the, the Greek god that could run? Like, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, all of the, like, I saw a documentary where they talked about how, like, a lot of the comics, if you, like, you could find their roots in all of the classic stories. Yeah, like, classic mythology. And this is where I also think his point's just not well thought out. He goes on about comics being for kids, and mainly the superhero stories is what he brings out. He doesn't mention the other form yeah. of comics, obviously. You brought up Thor, for instance. Where would he place a writer like Neil Gaiman, who has a 
Norse mythology. Yeah. I would say that's literature. Even I mean, it's the retelling of mythology, but the way he writes it, would Bill Maher reject that because it's not stuffy and boring? And would, would a uh, Tolkien, because it has hobbits and it's fantasy, is that not literature? Because that's considered one of the top uh, series of all time yeah. in, lit- in classic literature. So I don't know where his line is, but it's... it's uh, he probably doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he just talks out of his ass. He just wants to get an arouse out of people or a rise out of people. And he, that's just a very dick thing to do, especially because he goes out of his way to shit on people like Kevin Smith. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so the next thing I got down is the he 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 brings up like this um people like uh, he he used the term like everlasting childhood because you're liking the things that you liked when you were when, ten. Yeah, he, he pretty much said that anybody who likes Marvel movies and the comic books, they're um. They never grew up. They never grew as a person. They're yeah. stunted and they're still like they were when they were 10 years old, which is grossly inaccurate. And what happens to the, the, the people like... I didn't start reading comics when I was 10. Me neither. I mean, I, I did start, some, but yeah, I, I mean, didn't yeah, read yeah, like... Yeah, like, yeah, like I, I, I wasn't an avid comic reader. Yeah, like I didn't start reading comics until like I was like 15, 16. Like that's whenever I got like hard into it. I so. didn't really get serious into comics till I was in my twenties. Yeah, yeah. Probably until you started hanging around, to, hanging out with me, and I was like, check this out, check this out, yeah, check would, this out. I would read like some graphic novels and things like that, but I definitely didn't have a collection. That was yeah, probably after I met you. So to say that, I mean, are we considered children? Mm-hmm. My thing is, oh, ever the everlasting children, you you act like a child. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, do you want to be an old stuffy yeah, asshole like Omar? I, I mean, like if you are going to work, paying your bills, and you know taking care of everything, what what's the matter of like if you're doing something that is bringing you joy and pleasure? That doesn't involve like murdering little children. What's yeah. what? What's the big deal? There's worse hobbies to have. And where again? Where is his line? Because for instance, our book club. There are a lot of people. I mean, we got a guy who works for the IRS. We got mm. office workers. We got uh, people that went to journalism school. Yeah. We got people that are doing very well for themselves. I would say they're all very much adults. Where do you draw the line? Because they like Marvel and DC. They're kids. Yeah. Or they just and, never grew up, even though they have and then, families and they take care of their responsibilities. And then, like you brought up, it, the, one of the things that he said is like, oh, if you're still doing the stuff that you did when you were 10, you had to have the... So, you're probably jerking off at 10. You're probably still jerking off now. Does that mean you haven't grown at all, Mr. Birmar? I don't think so, because he's still a jerk off. Yeah. He still has the same attitude he probably had when he was 10. Just shit on everything yeah. he doesn't like. And then, he, he made this comment... That, um, he didn't. From he he was talking about his original statement about Stanley's passing, and he's like, "I wasn't celebrating that he died." He was like, "I was mourning that you're still alive." Talking yeah. to the comic community, I found that line disgusting. And like, I get it. He's a quote unquote comedian, so like, I I get like how he's trying to say some shit. To get a rise out of people and to try to be, you know, funny or whatever. Well, somebody Which, told me on Twitter this, earlier today that uh, most people just don't get his satire. That's not satire. That's trolling. Yeah. There's a difference. And it's almost 
borderline hate speech. When you want a, a put it this way, if he said that about an ethnic group instead of a fan base, yeah. Or what if he said that about? Uh, I mean, he does on his show. I think like Christians or Catholics yeah. or whatever. He shits on everybody. I'll give him that. At least he shits on people somewhat equally, yeah. from what I could tell. But for instance, like he, if you went after Catholics, you're going to get some backlash because not all Catholics are the same. And he judges all comic book readers as people who live in their mom's basement until they're 45 yeah. and things like that. And like, the old stereotypes that are not true anymore. Yeah, I would give it more of a of a like let it slide if he was on stage, like an actual like you know, and working out this bit like in front of an audience, like you know what if I mean. If it was an actual bit, yeah, like then in in that way, I would be like, oh, okay, like you know, like if he actually did some stand up comedy and like this was on like a special or something like i can laugh at myself i can laugh at the things that i'm into i make fun of it a lot myself the thing is the reality for his life is he's not a stand up comedian he's not anymore. he what he does is he has a political show and granted it's supposed to be on the humorous side and he brings on people and they kind of keep it light for the most part but he still talks about serious subjects when you do that People are going to put you in a box. Um, I would say his is on the liberal side, but yeah. they're going to put you in some kind of category. When you say things, they're going to take you serious, whether you're a comedian or not. He likes to try to play both ends, but you haven't been... If you're still doing stand-up, yeah. okay. The, like, if if Rogan said something around along these lines... You could say I, he's joking. I would give it, like, a more... Uh, I would give it a pass, because, like... Joe Rogan's a comedian. He's a comedian. An and, active comedian. And he would do it in a more tasteful, funny way, other than just being, like, these guys are dumb and stupid. But if a Jordan Peterson or a Sam Harris brought up these topics yeah. and were chastising the comic community, they're not comedians, you would, you would take them seriously, because that's their realm. Or even if say they dabbled in comedy to a degree and that's where they're that's not their wheelhouse though they're still intellectuals and they give these big speeches you're still gonna put these kind of ideas on the more serious side of their way of thinking yeah because they're not comedian and bill moore i don't see him as a comedian anymore i nope honestly i think his last special was like in the early 2000s yeah, I, it was been a really long time. Yeah, and it even was, then, it, I'm sure it was probably a lot of political because stuff. Because it, it was, uh, it was that religious or something like that. Yeah, and I remember the, like seeing something. It was at least, at least the very least, like the tenth anniversary of that special, with nothing else out in between that. So, like, as as to kind of finish that point, as if that we were saying, if he was on a stage working on a bit. Trying to say, you know, kind of preaching, preaching at people and giving them shit about things that they enjoy, which they sh- he has George no right. Carlin was great at that. He would put a lot of political type humor in his stuff, not like a Lewis Black type, you know, yeah. all, but he, he would have a lot of political humor in it, but he could pretty much say anything because he was a comedian. That's what his job was. Bill Moore's job isn't a comedian. He's a TV and, host. And and George Carlin took the time to think. Like, he worked through his bits. Like George Carlin, Carlin, if you challenged him on something, even if it was a comedy piece, if you challenged on challenged him on one of his bits, he would actually have a rebuttal. Yeah. He, it was a thought out, not just a thought out, you know, comedy bit, but it was an actual 
Like, it stems from his beliefs, and he can give you more into it. Whereas um, a Bill Maher type, if you really went into it, like, if we brought up the yeah. like the Grant Morrisons and the Neil Gaimans and the Alan Moores, he probably wouldn't have any – because he probably he didn't research like, it. Yeah. Who? I mean, even if he did know him, he's not going to know their work, like, their comic work that much because obviously he doesn't read comics. So he wouldn't be able to go into it. And, like, every word that Colin says is there for a reason. It has a meeting. Like, he thought that through. Bill Maher is just throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks and what's going to get him publicity. I always thought of Bill Maher as the left version of Dennis Miller. <laughs> he's like... A, yeah! He's like... Uh, yeah. He's like a pseudo-intellectualist. Like, he thinks he's an intellectual. And while he's probably... You know, he seems intelligent enough, but he has... To, He'll bring up some of the most but, asinine opinions, and I don't know if it's for, you know, just ratings or if he actually believes these. And again, there's a writing staff on that show, so how much is he actually coming up with? It's hard and to how, say. And how much is him to where, like, he has these group of people writing these jokes and things like that, and he's just, you know, for the rest of the show, and he's just saying what he thinks is, you know, is A funny. good example is... um Norm MacDonald, I remember seeing on his show. And Norm MacDonald is considered, not just in the comedy world, but just in the world of entertainment in general, to be one of the smartest guys. Yeah. And people... And you wouldn't think it, but he, he acts is. Like, he acts like, you know, kind of stupid on purpose. That's mm-hmm. his that's his uh, gimmick there. He was on Bill Maher, and like everyone was real serious. I remember seeing this... The, it was like one of those round table type yeah. of things. And everyone's going... And then they got the Norm MacDonald, and he said something smart-ass and stupid... And you did the look Bill Mark gave him was just like you are a complete fucking moron. Well, he's probably mad because like he probably got any he, whatever he said probably got like a a, a pause play, a break. You know what I mean? The, the crowd probably loved it. The people on the panel was probably laughing. He's probably and Bill Mark's probably there sturking like sulking. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing nice about to- Norm Macdonald that's great is no fucks given. No, he will purposely bomb. And I love that. He'll go on a show and he'll just say, he'll say a bunch of funny shit that it gets the crowd just, you know, they love it. But then he'll also say things that completely nobody understands. But it's almost better. Like, the bombing, like, he's like the only person that can bomb and not bomb. Like, his bombing isn't bombing. No. It's because he uh, he did that Bob Saget roast and he just read jokes from an old joke book. Uh, The stupidest fucking jokes. (laughs) <laughs> like uh oh what was one of them um i can't think it's just stupid things like oh he's full of baloney and like he it's just, like dad jokes probably yeah that's what it was he i think he it got the book off his dad or something it was like old joke books but he bombed on purpose and that's what made him brilliant and uh like i remember he was on conan a long time ago. I, think I, was just, conan. I, was, I was gonna bring that up well I he's remember, always on conan yeah. but one of the episodes so it was either conan or letterman no i think it was conan i remember you showing me this video before it was no no i I didn't show you this one um this was i forget the guy's name he was in the movie easy a he was like the principal he has a weird deep voice yeah you wouldn't know him even if you saw him probably but he was going on and on it was either letterman or uh leno but he was going on about some fucking stupid topic like uh, his ranch or something and then he like and Norm McDonald's is sitting there and Norm McDonald always saves the interviews that are real boring. Yeah. Well the guy started going off about windmills or something. And Norm McDonald looked at him real serious and was like, Did you tilt at them? <laughs> and then the guy looked at him and was like, Did I tilt at the windmills? And then people laughed because it was such a stupid comment. 
But tilting at wind uh, windmills is actually from Don Quixote. Yeah. He thought the windmills were like monsters or something, and he wanted to attack them. So the joke went over everybody's head, and that's like the kind of thing that Norm MacDonald always does. He's really intelligent kind of quips that nobody gets. And when he was on Bill Maher, you could just see Bill Maher just didn't get it. And he has that very dry, just sense of... Well, he'll say it just real monotone sometimes, just so people just look at him like, "Was, was he serious?" All right, back on the back on the topic of Bill Maher being a dick, big flappy phallus. He makes this comment about how um, um, the writing, how people act like the writing in comic books is all this great, and he's like, "Oh, every every superhero movie is the same. They get powers and they learn how to use them, and then they have to go find some glowy thing." I would, I, don't, I would like him to read The Crow. Yeah. Or, like, I don't... I don't remember... that Other than maybe the Affinity Stones and some of the event... Like, you know, the Marvel movies. They, what, what fucking glowy thingies have they been going for? What, 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 what... Even, like, Blade back in the day. That was something, like... That was, yeah, it was a vampire fucking story. I'm trying to think... For instance, Ant-Man. Ant-Man's, I would say, the quintessential Marvel movie of just kind of... Not necessarily loser hero, but in that case, loser hero. Yeah. And he gets his power, you know, he gets the suit, but he gets his powers, he does things, he fights a villain. He's, he saves reluctantly the day. saves the day, doesn't he? Yeah. But if Bill Moore watched Ant-Man, when he goes into the fucking quantum zone, or the quantum realm, like, that was way, way deeper than your typical just superhero yeah. fun flick. Like, that, just that scene. But Marvel does that in most of their movies. They have scenes like that. Yeah. And most of the, like, the Captain America Winter Soldier... That was more of a thriller. Yeah, it was a thought. It was a uh, a spy thriller. Yeah, that like was the, his, such an mo- awesome movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, like that. Those two, they they the, weren't what you would consider necessarily just a typical Marvel movie. This, the uh, Spider Man Homecoming was like a typical like coming a, of age story. Yeah, almost. like a John Holmes, you know, high not school. John Holmes, not dude. John Holmes, but uh, <laughs> John Holmes is the big flapping penis in the eighties. <laughs> not John Holmes, but uh. Landis? Is that the guy who did the the Bicycle Club? No. And, uh, what the fuck is his name? Now you got me thinking of John Holmes Wayne. <laughs> oh, uh, like you wasn't thinking about it. I, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe a little. Oh, but just a little. That's, all it, that's all it takes. It's Here, I'll little. look it up for you while you talk. So, there's, there's so, as we as we were saying earlier in the comic, John, there's so many different genres, so therefore that translates into different genres of, of movies. There's just like so many like we just kind of saw there's sci-fi, there's thriller and action, there's murder mysteries, and that's just like if you're going through the um the mainstream Marvel DC movies, there's a whole bunch of movies that you've probably watched that has since The Crow. Yeah, that you had no idea that was based off of a comic. Yeah, The Crow, Watchmen, things like things that are uh, lesser known, The Kingsman. Yeah. Um, John Hughes, by the way. John Hughes, okay. Not John Holmes. I was... John Holmes is the poor... See, now you got me questioning that, even. (laughs) I hate when you go down that rail just questioning everything. Pretty soon you got the, you know, the UFO on your wall, the poster. Yeah. Do you believe? (laughs) Sometimes. So, it's just, uh... Again, it's just him not understanding things. I don't think it's so much he doesn't understand them. I think he purposely skews... Yeah. His... Not necessarily his opinion, but he necessarily... He skews the topic in the direction he wants it to go. When he views comic books, he wants to make the his audience believe it's just all 
mouth breathing fucking sewer dwellers reading Superman saving yeah. the day, just kind of caping uh, flying shit. And don't get me wrong, we got a couple of those. Like, but even yeah. if you do like a X Men or a Batman, most of the time it's not just. It's not like a fucking old school NES beat 'em up game. Yeah, there's substance to those stories too. They're not all the '70s uh, Fantastic Four yeah. kind of goofy, corny stories that he probably yeah. read growing up. If he read at all, well, he said in that first one that it, yeah. he read comics when he was like a little kid. He, he which said, again was what in the '60s. Yeah, but like, look, you brought up the X Men. Like, you know what that did for any people who of any kind of different colors. Like back in the day, like it was an allegory. It gave you superheroes that you can um, kind of relate yeah. to. It, it was an allegory to you know people of different races. The civil rights movement, like ho- like homosexuals, like it 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 was for people. And even if you wasn't anything, if you were just a person who felt different and alone, there was somebody to show. Like you know, there was this this thing here that could show you like you it's it's okay you know there's people out there to well let me ask you this what would you think the world would look like today if we never had comics or they never took off if they stayed in the old pulp magazines and never became popular we didn't have comic book movies no we didn't have t-shirt tv shows like i just it'd be a lot less colorful like it makes me think of movies like gone with the wind and citizen kane while they might be great movies um you you think black and white dry dry dialogue almost what you would think of as literary fiction it just come to screen so would that be what what our modern and, world was just a bunch of kind of bland non-energy because comics pushed the boundaries and, of imagination and if you didn't have those like if you didn't if comics didn't take off and then just the generations of people that those inspire inspired, like you know, like Stephen King, you had con, you know, and like you know, these people they might not have collected and had huge things, but you know, there were people who, especially back in the day, you know, you'd read like a ten cent comic, give it to your buddy, it gets passed around, but like you, it's documented. Like if you ask like a lot of famous people in the writing genres and movie making actors like they enjoyed these stories and wanted to emulate them or inspired them to do something like this or like to to try different things and stuff well look at it this way in the late 19th century and early 20th century before comics were real popular because they didn't take off until what I would say Captain America era is when it started becoming more yeah. popular. Well, there you know there was always comics in the early 1900s, even before them. But like you know there was like the but, weird, weird stuff. But what but I'm getting Super- at, I'm gonna say Superman came out in like the late 30s, early 40s, and it was a height, and then it died, and then in 62 or three, whenever, backed up. whenever, whenever Stanley created the Fantastic Four. It was the that, golden era. The silver. That was silver. Silver. What was the golden era? Like Captain America before that? Captain America. Golden was like the early Superman. Superman, Batman's, that kind of stuff. Because that made Marvel. Before that, it was like timely comics. It was like a completely different company. Right. And so whenever those stories started, that boost, that, that, that you know, the so it was like, like I said, like 63, 64, something like that. Well, what I was getting at 
was when, like you said, the golden era and the silver era, but even in the golden era in the 40s, 50s, and I would even say in the 60s, comic books were still definitely seen as for kids. Oh, yeah. And anything before the 60s for kids, like, if you were reading comics as an adult in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, they'd look at you weird probably. Look at how literature was before the 60s because comics weren't really popular enough to influence many writers. And if you look at literature, you had, what, H.P. Lovecraft was a creative guy. Edgar Allan Poe didn't really create monsters. You had H.P. Lovecraft. And I'm sure there was some other, like, because they had a lot of the pulp magazines and stuff. Yeah. But again, those were considered, like, kids' writers. The literature at the time was dry and kind of boring. And it was just mostly tales of real life or... At the most, kind of like dystopian type stories of what the world could be. But then once comics came out, and then all of a sudden we had fantasy and sci-fi and all kinds of things like that. I remember seeing in an interview where Stan Lee talked about like how he'd go to colleges and do like lectures in like the early 70s and stuff. And he talked about how like he started to notice like with like the, uh, when they start getting into like the Doctor Strange and like all that other stuff like You'd see, like, in the newsletter that, like, you know, in the letter that they got, it would change from, like, five, six-year-old, like, you know, little kids to, to, like, college students because of, like, the different things that they would talk about, like, alternate dimensions and just realities and, like, that kind of stuff. Because they had adult topics. They just did it in an entertaining way that casual readers could um, relate to and enjoy. Like I said, you'd be a fool not to believe comics had an influence on writers all around the world yeah because like i said before the 60s writers filmmakers like you you didn't think look yeah like i said look at film before the 60s most movies were just about real life they didn't i mean while they were entertaining they didn't have the imagination we have now You, you don't think like george lucas or steven spielberg or anything you don't think they would nose deep in comic books, like oh, they do, had do, do Fantastic they Four, yeah, space like, travel, Guardians of the Galaxy, even things like that. Like all those books have great impact on writers today. Like there was, I know there was a few popular writers, like Stephen King, for instance, who were deeply impacted by the pulp magazines that came yeah. out because that was kind of the comics before comics. Yeah, because they had the sci-fi stories, and even though they didn't necessarily have like pictures. Like, sci-fi and fantasy were considered low, like, for kids, pretty much. Just low-level literature back then. Yeah, and it's just... It's him not understanding or did any research on the culture. I would like to see him, like, walk through, a, like, a convention. Like, see, but imagine- I think a guy like him, if he walked through a convention, oh, I- he would just be making fun of everybody. Yeah. He couldn't see how somebody spent months building a fucking kick-ass costume because they are that passionate about something or somebody who's super anti-searcher social is able to go out and be in a crowd and talk to people that are like them and feel and not have to worry about getting they don't feel alienated the the judgment of other people because they know everybody within for the most for the most part and that can't make it sound like it's perfect we got bad apples too you know you gotta get that in every group but for the most part you the the comic community is really if you walked into any comic book store in America and you genuinely had an interest in comics but you didn't read comics before that yeah and you talked to just some of the people in there 
they would introduce you probably what do they like you know what they like but they would introduce you to things there wouldn't be they wouldn't avoid you yeah they wouldn't make fun of you and run away they would want to bring you in i mean like you said there's their bad apples out there who don't want people to infringe on their culture so to speak of comic or just you just get assholes you, you get assholes that read comics, you got them in, so. yeah everywhere but They're like that like to make fun and you know and like i'm not gonna lie I've seen people at conventions I made fun of, you know, like, hey, hey, hey look at that guy over there. That's kind of funny. But like, you see more of Leo Beast Wolverine and yeah. tank top, like, eh. But, like, I don't openly mock that guy. I don't go up to his face and be like, what's wrong with you? Or, no, or if he came like over that. and talked to you, you still have a conversation yeah. with him. You would treat him like shit. Just be like, dude, that's a little revealing. But, <laughs> but anyway, we're getting a little bit off yeah. topic. What do we got here? Uh, so, like, we're getting close to the end of what I kind of had jotted down, but, like, I also wanted to also bring up, like, these are his opinions. And, you know, that's the good thing about America. He's able to have those opinions. I just think he needs to do a better job of... Expressing them? Yes. And, like, like kind of like I was saying before, like, if he was doing a, a comedy show and was throwing this stuff out there, you know, try to get a laugh, I'd be more okay with it than him being on his high horse... On his TV show, trying to preach and you know, convert people? I don't know. I think of him like how I thought of Roseanne with the whole Ambien tweeting thing. Because <laughs> she said some racist shit on Twitter. But then, like, I listened to her interview with Joe Rogan. And it, I honestly, I do believe maybe she didn't know that lady was, I think she was black. She thought she was Jewish or something and she made fun of her. And... My my whole point, like then the whole thing was, she was still wrong because you shouldn't be attacking people. Yeah, and that's how I view Bill Maher. You can think comic books are for kids. You can dislike them. You can think they're for the lower end of society versus your high snobby whatever society. But you don't have to be a dick about it. You can acknowledge that people like things that you don't enjoy. Like, for instance, it's, we don't read fuck fiction, yeah. but we don't shit on fuck fiction yeah. unless it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah last episode. Uh, two episodes ago. Two episodes ago? I don't I don't know. Like, it's just... I had a train of thought. I can't remember where it was going. But it's basically, if he could just... Oh, this, this is what I was going to go with. And it would be like one thing if somebody said something to him and brought this topic up. But to just start it after the death of... Yeah, he's the one that brought it up. Yeah. Nobody asked him about it. Yeah, that's a, and that's a whole other thing. Like, I could see, like, if on his show, somebody brought it up and he was just like, oh, I don't really like comics, I don't understand the point of it But or again, anything. Like, you could say that and that's fine, but you don't have to be a condescending dick about yeah. it. Yeah, and he is gonna have to be careful because I don't think he... Again, he doesn't understand the culture, like... The the nerd comic community, like, there's some ruthless motherfuckers, like, <laughs> you know how many, especially considering, like... They, you have a lot of guys that are outcast. Well, and, and I'm not even talking about kind of, like, you know, we have to worry about physical harm, but you know how many people will be like, hey, until you get get rid of Bill Maher's show... I'm canceling my HBO prescription. Oh, like, yeah, you, know, you can get plenty of those people. Especially considering how, like, Game of Thrones is ending, and the only other thing, like, they have is, like, Westward that comes out, like, every two years. Well, you just touched he, on he, his main problem, is that he is looking at comic books from the nerd perspective of, it's just a bunch of angry nerds, they're a minority, but in reality, 
most people are watching these movies, and yeah. I think that's what he hates. Yeah, I think that's what's pissing him off. Is that he's like, he could put out his show or his documentaries or whatever he puts out, and you know the fucking newest Iron Man movie comes out, it's going to do way better than his. He's like the nerdy jock. That at the 10 year anniversary he's mad because the guy that he picked on got a shit ton of money now from being smart and it's probably doing the chick that he was doing back in high school. Yeah, and he's still just, now he's just living through his high school glory days. Which is saying something considering how, like, he's not even very jockey. I could, I, he seems like a very, and that's the thing, like, you'd think of, like, Bill Maher, you'd think, like, he was probably, like, a nerdy kind of guy. Like, I don't know if that's just because he started out as a comedian and I just kind of, picture all comedians even if like they might not be like into like comics and stuff like that but like just kind of like that i always got a howard stern vibe from him because howard stern's another one of those guys who like because bill moore i didn't always dislike i never really necessarily watched his stuff too much but sometimes you bring up points i would agree with and i would catch something i'm like all right i I didn't really think of him too much there's been plenty of times like i'll be flipping through trying to find something to watch and like that the his his show would be on hbo and i wouldn't mind watching it because you know he's making like and like i don't know shit about politics and like i think he's talking about something that he doesn't know this would be like me Saying shit about politics. Well, I don't know jack shit about politics. Yeah, but you give your opinion just because. Because I think that's what people need to hear and know about. This makes me think, what is... What are his opinions on other things and how... I would Okay, the way he looks at comic books, you know, like you said, does he really understand them? He obviously hasn't... he, He said himself he hasn't read since he was a kid. So you don't know it, but you're judging it. So... How does that translate to other things he talks about on his show? Is he talking about certain politics he knows nothing about, but he goes on and like he, he does? And, and like, it gets me because he always talks about, like, the comic culture, like, in America and why that's, like, one of the main reasons why we're in such a shithole. But, like, comics are big everywhere. There's comics in, in Canada. There's comics over in London. And you're all over Europe. They're... Japan well, comic Japan, culture is huge. Japan, Manga. like, yeah. And, like, they're, you know, they're into some weird shit over there. But, like, if you look at their industry and stuff like that, they're doing fine. And, like, manga is a huge thing over there. Well, here's something they're granted, They also have, you know, vending machines where you can buy used panties. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, in Japan, it used to be considered, if you were a manga person, you were... Like Bill Maher says, the everlasting child, you don't grow up. That's how they used to, that's how they used to view people that did that. But I don't think it's like that anymore, obviously, because how popular it is. But the thing about Japan is they grown up, so they still have that culture. But for some reason, you have the Bill Maher types in this country who just shit on comic culture like it's for kids. Or just shit on things that they don't like. For no reason at all. Well, that's and a I problem mean, with most people anymore, it seems like. And I mean, again, I'll, I'll shit on something that I don't like, and I'll take pot shots, but it's always within the vein of, you know, that I'm just, I'm, I'm joking around with somebody, or I'm trying to get like a, like, you know, it's not in the You're season. not saying somebody is worthless because they like 50 shades of gray. Yeah. I just say you have bad reading choices is all. Fair enough. <laughs> um... And then the last thing I already have, I really have note wise for this is that, which really makes me mad, 
is that I don't think he has a, an actual stance on this regardless. I think he just saw that everybody... It was a talking point. Yeah, he just saw that everybody was like, oh, Stanley, the you know... It was a bless talking him, bless point, him. and he knew that nobody else was going to say something bad about so him. So he was going to do it to get his name out there. And granted, we might not have the hugest fan base now, but we probably spent like an hour talking about him. So I guess he kind of wins, but I still just want to be like, fuck you, Bill Maher, for saying some stupid shit. Definitely fuck him. Fuck him with a iron pole, fucking pole that's been heated up in the oven. Yeah. Like, he's just a dick. And the, like I said before, like I had somebody, uh, actually I think we were talking about this off yeah. off air, where somebody was uh, mentioning me on Twitter that you just don't get his satire. And I said there's a difference between satire and just trolling. And with a Bill Maher, I really wonder, because like I said, I agreed with some of the stuff I've seen before, but I never really gave him much attention how much does he just straddle different mm-hmm. lines just to get views mm-hmm. and stuff? How many actual liberal or Republican type view or conservative views, you know, does he hold? Mm-hmm. Or is he just the kind of guy that will just go whatever is popular at the moment? And like, you know, give me if uh, it correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but I always kind of looked at like satire as like a highbrow like parody yeah. to, where, to where like. You're saying something about something else. You're trying to make a statement about that, but you are doing it within like a form of another story or something like that. Other than like I've, I've said before in this podcast of him just being like, "This is dumb and stupid. I don't know why people like this," and they're more yeah. for liking it, and they're the reason why this country's right so goddamn bad. That's what gets me, like, that what really pissed me off about the first one was the whole fucking Trump statement about, like, the comic book culture in this, in this country is the reason why Trump is president. Like, fuck That's you, man. That's a backhanded way of, you know, dissing half the country, too, because, like, that that's doing two things. One, he's equating all Trump supporters with being stupid. And two, because he feels Trump supporters are stupid, he's equating... Marvel movie viewers and superhero fans as stupid. Yeah. Because he's trying to say they're like, you know, Trump supporters. Not only that's, that seems like that's his MO now. He shit on the comic community as a whole rather than just saying some of the comic community are losers live in the basement or whatever. And some Trump supporters are stupid basement dwellers who live in, or, you know, live in trailers and wave flags and are racist. But he just, he uh, lumps everybody up in one big group. Why? Because he doesn't want to take the time and the effort to actually make an informed decision or thought on anything. He just wanted to get the thing, say the thing that was going to get him the most views. Well, here's something I'm not seeing him doing after the last thing, and he probably won't do after this little controversy. Have actual comic creators or people in the industry... Come on, debate him and well, talk to him. Well, that's like a thing. Like I remember, like seeing multiple episodes in the past where he had um, Patton Oswalt on there. Yeah. Like he wouldn't be like a main guest; he'd be like kind of a side guest at the end, and and stuff. And I defy, I defy you to try to find a bigger comic book fan I than like Patton Pat Oswalt. I would like him to tell Patton Wall Oswalt to his face that he is a loser man child. Yeah, and not successful because he likes comic books. 
Because you can't. He needs he needs to adult. He adulting. Yeah. He's not adulting enough. And I would tell Bill Moore to go fuck himself. He can go step backwards and take a long look in the mirror and then fuck himself in his own face. Yep. Because he's a penis and now I'm going to go get a beer. Yeah. And so we uh, we almost got we almost to get in the hatred of Bill Maher we almost forgot about one of the things that he brought up in his in his uh, bullshit in his bullshit is that he brought when it came to like the adulting and acting like a a child child when you're man older child, man child is he brought up uh, Kevin Smith because you know Kevin Smith gave him a little bit of shit when he first made his remarks about Stan Lee because him Kevin Smith and Stan Lee were close. Really, really close like he was been in multiple of his movies he, he was the fair, one of the first people to put Stan Lee in a goddamn movie Mallrats yeah. and it wasn't even like an, and when, when he said cameo he actually like had lines in the dialogue other than just like in these new in the Marvel movies he wasn't just a, like just a cameo I'm Stan Lee ah, I'm old and Stan Lee look at me he made so, fun of him for wearing a jersey yeah, and pretty much just saying Dressing like a child. Yeah, saying he's a teenager. And what I don't understand about that is Kevin Smith is very, very successful. Very. He has fucking numerous popular movies that people love. He has creators or, you know, he's created characters that people love. He's written comic books. He's fucking directed TV shows. Multiple he, podcasts. I would say he's done way more. Yeah, he's super popular. Pod, multiple podcasts. He's way more successful he does, than Bill Maher. He does um, uh, like the evening with Kevin Smith and, and stuff like that, which are assessingly kind of like Q&A stands up, stand up. He does stand up too, yeah. doesn't he? Now, yeah, he had, yeah, he had that special on Showtime where he had the heart attack. Yeah, he actually did fucking stand. up. And I watched that, and like I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, but like that was good. Like it was, you know, and the, and that's saying like I knew kind of a lot of a lot of the stories already because it's stuff that he kind of previously talked about. But it's funny, like I. So you 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 go and you make fun of a beloved guy almost beloved by everybody and then so you double down on giving shit to probably like the nicest guy in hollywood probably <laughs> one of them and, and, and kevin smith has been known to kind of take his shots from assholes but like you were saying he had that like what uh cloaks just had its like 25th anniversary from sundance like yeah and he's still out there doing it well here's the thing you look at a Bill Maher, you can already know what he's thinking. Well, Kevin Smith makes movies for teenage stoners. Yeah. I mean, for instance, like a Jay and Silent Bob, you could say that. But at the same time, they're entertaining as fuck. Why is that a bad thing? And he's also done different things like Tuts. And Red State. And, and Red, yeah, that are completely different than the stuff that he did. Chasing Amy. Yeah. That had comic book elements in it, but it was, you know, Ben Affleck was a comic book creator in the movie. But it wasn't about comic books necessarily. It was about his, you know, relationships. Yeah. So, well, Mark can get rightly fucked, in my opinion. So fucked. Like he can oil. No, I'm not going to go there. No, <laughs> you don't want to get. You don't want to get in how he could get fucked. Just the fact that he could get fucked. Yeah. You got to watch doing you know, that these days. You know what? You know what? Bill Maher reminds me of. He, he reminds me. He, 
He probably wouldn't want to be. A, he, he reminds me of like a cuck. Cuck? He seems like a cuck to me. He just wants to see his wife get plowed by something like that. Yeah. By another man. Yeah. Perhaps a sexy man dingo. Man, yeah, yeah. He, he seems like a weird kind of guy like that. And he, the sad thing is that Birma is such a fucking dick. He probably doesn't have somebody that he could watch get cucked. You know what I mean? He's probably paying somebody to get <laughs> cucked, and then somebody to do the cuckolene. Bill if I'm using that correctly. Cuckolene? Nah, it seems about right. Bill Maher seems like the kind of guy to me who would fart in a public jacuzzi. <laughs> so the bubbles pop and steam up the fart to people's oh, noses. Gross. And like I said before, like I kind of enjoyed like some of his stuff now. And it might be petty, but now... You, the fuck of Bill Maher. Like, I'm not going to watch his show. I'm If he ever did anything else, I wouldn't support that either. But I guess I don't have to really worry about that since he doesn't do shit anymore. He's definitely, like I said, a Dennis Miller type. Whereas, I don't know what the fuck Dennis Miller does now. He either has like a show or a radio thing. I know he still works, but he became super conservative. Yeah. And just... Remember whenever Dennis used to do, uh, he used to now do football. He used to announce football back in the day. Yeah, that was a weird choice. And pe- people did not like it because... No, like, he was real smart Because he'd be like, he'd be like... Third and two, and then the material monarch in 18th century England murder, da, 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 and it was incomplete. Mm. Like, come on, dude, you can't. And they score the game-winning touchdown, not that anybody gives a shit, yeah. because does it really matter? Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he was kind of a fuckface, too. That's another one, though. I will say when Norm MacDonald went on Dennis Miller's show, Dennis Miller was a lot more likable. Yeah. Unlike Bill Maher, he didn't shit all over... Norm Macdonald, he complimented, like, what he was doing. The Norm Macdonald, the everyman, and then he, Dennis Miller would play, like, the smart guy, and they would feed off each other. Whereas Bill Maher just wants to be smarter than everybody. Dennis Miller, you know the last thing I probably really saw him in? Joe Dirt. Yes. That was exactly what was going to be. I don't Joe know, Dirt. I don't know if he was in that second one. I never watched that straight-to-DVD Joe Dirt 2. I watched a part of it, and there were time traveling. Time traveling? Jodo time travels? It's all about time travel. you think that would be delightful. It was fucking awful. I think even his wig was real shitty. Was was Christopher Walken in it? I honestly don't remember. It was on Crackle. (laughs) And I did not download Crackle to watch it. I watched clips on YouTube, I think, or something. Because it was awful. You can't even get on Netflix. You gotta go Crackle. Crackle. Is that even around anymore? Probably not. Don't even lie. You don't even know what the fuck Crackle is, do you? Because I didn't. I still don't. I think it's a... Yeah, I'm, it's I'd imagine that as a streaming service from what you were saying, but... Didn't at a convention not too long ago? It might have been a year or so ago. We went to... It was like a horror panel for a streaming service, and then just Microsoft Windows exploded or something, and it didn't work. Oh, yeah. What was that? But they cool. showed, like, the worst fucking horror movie yeah. like, trailers. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what that was called, but I don't think it took off. Mm. When you can't even have the panel because the computer breaks down. So, are we done talking about Bill Maher? Do we have anything else to add to this? Other than he's a complete and utter fuckface, I don't see how we could spend so much more time talking about. Because then it's just what he wants. Like we were saying earlier, this is just this is just what he wants. That's true. Yeah, that's one thing that's really hard about. You want to give your not. You want to give your opinion and counteract some of the stupid shit people say, but then when you do that, all you're doing them, all you're doing is giving them your platform and 
just spreading their word. Spreading their word. Like, people were going to look into it. So even if people if people didn't agree or disagree with the topic, if they didn't have an opinion on it, now they're going to go, well, these guys, they said this about Bill Maher. I better go see what Bill Maher said. They, well, maybe they do agree with Bill Maher, and now you just brought him more yeah. attention, and people bring his following up. Anybody who is listening to this, do not look up anything about Bill Maher. Just take our word for the fuck face that he truly is. I have to agree with Joe Rogan on... It's kind of a fucked up thing to say somebody has a punchable face. But he definitely has a punch. Yeah. Because he always has like that smug just... You can't see the face that I'm making right now, but he's like, kind of pouty and just like... Meh. We're kind of making a Robert De Niro face now, but... A little yeah. bit. Yeah, the fucking... But I wouldn't punch Robert De Niro. Even even that he's old as fuck now, I still would not punch Robert De Niro. No, he seems like a guy that would beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> he always seemed like a guy that would beat you up. I watched Raging Bull not too long ago, and he was vicious. He just seems like an angry man. Not necessarily angry. He seems like a cool, collected angry man. That's the Which worst is, kind. Yes, that's the scary kind. Yeah, like a mobster dude where he'll be just seething, just bubbling over with rage, but you have no idea because he's smiling, and then he just stabs you in the neck, which is the way... Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the worst place to go than getting stabbed in the neck by Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick away, that would be one of them. It's way better than getting teabagged by Nicolas Cage dying. (laughs) (laughs) Getting smothered by his massive balls because he has to have massive balls to do the shitty movies he does and still has a career. Where does he? He still does movies. He's going to be in a new age of Lovecraft movie. Well, he was in... He was in... Really? Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's The Color Out of Space, which I'm actually excited about because an H.P. Lovecraft story is perfect for that fucking nut. I was going to say, because he was just in... uh, he was Noir Spider-Man in the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Who did he play? Noir Spider-Man. Like, oh. he's like the black and white guy. He was like, I, sometimes I just l- I let the end of the match burn to my fingertips just to feel something. And then it goes Even out. Even in cartoon, they got to give that dude the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be, uh, he was an Oscar winner. He was such a good actor for a while. What the fuck happened, man? I heard that Mandy movie is outrageous. I want to see that, but I can't find it on uh, any kind of streaming service I have. I, I forget what it's on. I don't really feel like buying it. No. Because it's... I, I lost the trailer. Just look out of control. I don't. Th- I haven't seen it. We have a couple minutes left. Why don't we talk about some movies coming out since right. we just went on about Bill Maher for a fucking right. hour. Yeah, that's in on something good and positive. Going to the superhero genre that he shits on so much. How about a superhero um, series... That isn't like the ones he's shitting on. The Glass trilogy, or the Unbreakable trilogy. Have you seen uh, Glass yet? I have. I never got around to seeing Split. Split was really good. That's what I hear. I just It was just one of those things I've never... I mean, James McAvoy's acting is fuck because he does like 23 yeah. people in one or something. So it's pretty crazy, but it, I thought it was pretty good because I thought that was just... Uh, when I watched Split... It was Did you like, was it was it before you knew? Yeah, I didn't know anything. I made sure I didn't want because I heard it was a twist ending. Yeah, I didn't because it's Shyamalan, Shyamalan so, doing a twist ending. What? Get the fuck out of town! So I, you know, I thought it was gonna be something weird. I thought it was gonna probably ruin the movie, but it was like a kind of like a horror movie almost. A guy had girls. That's what it seemed like locked up. So I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then uh, like they showed some comic shop things, I think, and I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. But Shyamalan. And then they fucking show Bruce Willis in it, and I just shit my pants. <laughs> and motherfucking Shyamalan making Bruce Willis make people shit their pants. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, everything I heard about Split was good. I just never got a chance to watch it. And I, that's what I want to watch it before I go and see 
see glass, which I've been hearing people being like, meh about, but then I heard again. everybody that I talked to said it was really good, except the twist ending sucked or didn't make sense. No. That might be disappointing. But then I, I also heard that, like, he went out and said, like, this is the end. There's not going to be any other movies tied in. Like, you know, there's not going to be another trilogy trilogies of movies after this, which we didn't think we were going to get any a- after Unbreakable. So, yeah, who, so. Like, who knows? Like, if the money's right and, and stuff like that. But I, I, I was I, excited, though, because Unbreakable, I always was like, I wish there was a fucking sequel I, to this. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. It was like a great superhero movie. That never got to the superhero part. It just it was the origin, and then right when the superhero part stopped, it ended, and they never had a sequel. Yeah. But then again, Split's not about superheroes at all, so it's just about a crazy fucking dude. So I guess maybe Glass has the superheroes <laughs> moment. It's like only some superhero shit. So yeah, but it 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 seems like it'll be real good. Oh, what else is coming out here? We got. Uh, well, should we should we talk about the movie that we recently saw last weekend? We could, and I believe it. I don't know what's your personal take on because we talked a little after the movie, yeah. obviously, but we didn't go into it. We saw uh, Dragon Ball. Is it Super Broly? I think it's Dragon Ball Super Broly. Broly. Yeah. Okay. It, it should was, be Super Broly because that motherfucker was crazy as shit. He was he crazier than in the original though. The original Broly. No, was, he was actually like crazy. It seemed like he was, was um savage. Crazy isn't the word. He was feral. Yes, feral would be a good yeah, word. Yeah, because in this movie, I'm not going to give too much away here, but in the original canon, I believe it's kind of similar. Brawley and his dad get sent to some planet or something, but they're living in like a fucking castle or something, yeah. and he's real snobby and fucking, like Brawley, he's real snobby kind of prince-like, and he's just mad because Goku, when they were babies, he was crying a lot. It was really kind of lame. Yeah. But this new Brawley... Their story is similar in the fact that they got shipped, they, uh, Vegeta's dad ships Brawly to this fucking barren wasteland planet because Brawly's too powerful as a baby. Yes. And then Brawly's dad flies out to save him and then they, they get stuck and that's where he grows up. So he's pretty much just, other than his dad, at least teaching him English and kind of how to talk to people. Brawly is just a fucking caveman. Yeah, he, he has like a, almost like you'd almost think that he's like mute almost. He has manners that his dad taught him, but he never spoke to another human or alien or anything before other than his dad. So he didn't know how to interact with people. So it was very much like a feral child. It was very well done the way they did that. And he would eat real gross and stuff. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty good. And I like the, um, as if, Goku, like, origin wasn't close enough to Superman already. With this new continuity change, they definitely made it, like... He might as well have been on Krypton. He might as well have been there. He they literally, have... oh, I think the Frieza's gonna destroy our home planet. We better ship this baby off right yeah, now. Yeah, because in the... Mom and dad die, and... Because in, begin- in, in the original movies that are canon now, I guess, or weren't ever canon, whatever... He just happened to be going on, go, being shipped out as the they planet. Sh- they shipped the kids out to conquer planets, yeah. right? I think that was kind of what they did. But this one, Goku was, uh, he didn't really show too many. Well, I think he showed some signs of having like a higher power. But he was like small for his age. Yeah, he like, wasn't like Raditz's brother. So they, uh, 
and that's what it was. They his dad thought he had or at least his mom thought he had potential, but he was kind of like a weak child. Yeah. So they shipped him off, and uh, because the planet was about to get destroyed, then he obviously goes to Earth, becomes a little. I mean, thing. and he he even like um, Burdock even uses the line of like, "Hey, we're sending him to this planet Earth." They have low-level things. He should be fine there. They won't go there. Yeah, and then, like, in the Superman movie, Kyle, um, Kyle's like, you know, we'll send him there to be, like, a god there. It was so, like, it was... They really kind of played into that. I don't know if that was on purpose or... And, I mean, there's not really too much different that they could have really done, you know, to, to, well, they, to I mean, go if, against that. Yeah, they had to give them a reason to ship them off, so that was as good as any, I suppose. I thought the CGI in the movie at parts was a little... not It wasn't wonky, it was well done, but it was kind of like a video game. Yeah. But overall, I still like the art a lot. Oh, yeah, the actual... They actually like, did art. It wasn't fucking all CGI. It was actual, like, you know, when they showed people's faces, it was drawings. Like, I heard a lot of people compare, like, this is the most we've got, like, the anime, the Dragon Ball anime, to look like the manga mm-hmm. in, in a very long time. And uh, they had their big fight in Antarctica, and they blow it up so bad it becomes... Well, like no, fucking... no, no, it's just, it's the Iceland. It, they didn't say it was an out... It might as well have been Antarctica. It was Antarctica, but... And then they uh, blew it up enough that it became a fucking volcano world. That was that was pretty cool. Overall, though, I thought the movie was well done. It was more satisfying and they than, like, the original canon. Or, well, I guess it wasn't canon, the original movies. And they left it off so... There could be more, and it would be reasonable. Unlike how Super Brawly came back, or yeah. uh, Bio Brawly. That was fucking terrible. Do we have to talk about Bio Brawly? We do not. <laughs> but this movie actually left it off where maybe Brawly will become a character in the next series they do, and he might not even be a bad guy. Like, could you imagine if, if we had him for the whole uh, Tournament of Power? Oh, that'd be ridiculous, because pretty much he was uh undefeatable he just kept getting he was almost like the hulk yeah he just kept getting madder and that's madder what, that's and what greener I, and greener that's how i heard that he people referred to him he was he's the dragon ball version of the hulk that's a very yeah he even did holy shit do you think they ripped off the hulk because he with did the, the move set too and then with he like, did the double fist pound he did the fucking loki smash him to the sides yeah he did a lot of the Hulk's fighting style. Again, I mean, it was to show that he was savage. But then as the fight progressed, he got madder and madder. And he got way bigger. And he ended up being a fucking giant by the end of that fight. I'm wondering if they ripped off the Hulk for that. That's fine. I mean, yeah. he was even Green Aura, which he had in the original movie, too. Shoot green balls out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's always funny whenever, like, you see a character in Dragon Ball that shoots an energy blast out of their mouth. Because, like, random people will be, like, Burley can do it. I think Piccolo can do it. Nappa did it one time. Like, all the Saiyans should be able to do it, but maybe it's just not effective. Maybe. Maybe it hurts. There, there are some kind of, like, plot holy things in it. Like, and you're going to get that with any Dragon Ball. Like, like, Whenever the, I, I'm not gonna tell you why the dragon was summoned, because it's it's kind of dumb. But it's, it's really like, dumb. But it's like the <laughs> linchpin for the whole movie. <laughs> but it almost kind of makes it great. But anyways, <laughs> whenever the, 
Whenever the dragon does get summoned, there's only one wish that's made, and then he goes. I thought they were up at least to two or three wishes, but I like I thought it was two. I thought whenever Dende took over, because in, even in Super, in the Super episodes, because remember the last time they they did the dragon, uh, they used it to make Pam feel better because she was really sick. Yeah, and then they used it for something else. When they were supposed to use it to re- redirect uh, uh, King Kai and everybody. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give a spoiler for this movie. It's not a major spoiler. So if you don't, if you plan on seeing the movie and haven't, just tune out now. The wish was for Frieza <laughs> to be five centimeters taller. That was his wish. It was really fucking stupid, but that's why he went to Earth to get the Dragon Balls. And now I brought that up because I want to ask you this question. What is a worse wish? Frieza wanting to be five inches t- or five centimeters taller. Not even inches, centimeters yeah. taller. So I don't know what that equates to. but Or when, um, who, who's the pig? Oolong. Oolong wished for panties. I think the Frieza, because who couldn't use a nice pair of panties? <laughs> he got them on his face. He was under duress, though, when he had when he made that wish. I think, I think it, was, it was just to wish for something so that the other people couldn't use yeah, it. Yeah, so he just wished for panties, and they fell on his face, and it was funny. But this is where I, I'm going to go full circle, because we were talking about stupid reasons. Yeah. So this whole Brawly thing happened because fucking Frieza had a wish to be five centimeters taller. Well, in Dragon Ball GT, which is not canon anymore, which is good, but Dragon Ball GT, the main villain, I think the final boss of the whole I never series, made it that yeah, far. the final boss of the whole series, fucking came about because all the wishes they made, it, like they would wish for stuff, it, it had some kind of negative energy too. So every time they made a wish, it was this negative energy would go somewhere, and finally they had enough of it where it created like these demon things or dragons or something they had to fight. It was really stupid. But one of them was from Oolong's panty wish. So you had a panty dragon or panty monster thing. And it was so stupid. Like they actually made a fucking boss that was because of a fucking panty wish. Well, didn't you say like that ended with like a dance off or something? No, but there was a dance off in the asteroid at some point that was terrible. And somehow there was worms living in the asteroid because... Space worms? Yeah, but they don't... There's no atmosphere on the asteroid. It was terrible. The one thing, though, that I thought would have been better, and they're not going to do it because Dragon Ball is Goku's story, but they build up, like, this rivalry between uh, Burly and Vegeta, like, since birth. And they do fight in the beginning, but then Goku takes over, and then... They have to come together. To- I was curious about that because in the original movie, it was Brawly and Goku. Yeah. I don't even know if Vegeta had a partner other than trying to fight him. Yeah. This one, they switched it. It was Vegeta and Brawly. Which made more sense, I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's why Brawly went to Earth is because he wanted to kill Vegeta. So what I'm wondering, well, his dad wanted to kill Vegeta. I don't think Brawly really gave a shit yeah. normally until they, well, I'm not going to give it away. But he, uh... Those two were fighting and stuff, and then, like you said, Goku gets involved. So maybe they're just kind of go back to the original, where like it's him and Goku. But they do that all the time, yeah. Because Goku's the main guy, and they just don't want to. They'll give Vegeta his shine now, at least because the fans like it. But they, he never fucking comes out on top. No, like if he won the tournament power, I would have been super happy. 
Well, in a way, he almost did because he gave him that little bit of energy that uh, somehow that was his last bit of energy, but it was able to make Goku go uh, Ultra Instinct. Like, isn't that why? I think I remember that correctly. That kind of gave him that yeah, little... Yeah, because right before he fell off the stage. Yeah. Which, that was pretty good, I guess. They did a good job in that tournament of giving people their shine. Like, they gave Roshi Yo. a real good send-off there. And then he even got uh, Vegeta's respect, and then... Lord Beerus called him master. Yeah. That could be a little, little touch. Yeah. A little touch in the heart there because he, uh, it's just nice to see, like, these lesser characters get well, their shine. They didn't give, uh, Tien anything, though. He was useless. Krillin yeah, wasn't very good. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. At but, least Krillin wasn't the first person to get knocked out in the whole tournament. That's what I was worried was going to happen. Was that 2019 Yamcha, a.k.a. Tien? Because <laughs> I think that's what happened. Tien might he might as well not even been there. That was he didn't do anything. Uh, Krillin didn't do much, you know. And then Piccolo, at least they gave him some good moments. Yeah, and then I, I like it in the Burley movie. Piccolo got a couple minutes of screen time, which is I'm always happy yeah. about. They they brought him. There. I wish they would just find a way to make him like higher, like make him equal to Vegeta. And well, there for a while close. he was a super dynamic, but then they just the power scale just gets so crazy and it's hard for them to to keep up and like i don't piccolo, think they have a power scale anymore and like piccolo's like babysitting pam half the time so it's not like he's training well anyway we've been doing this for enough time should probably end it yeah it seems like a good note to end on had a few drinks talk shit on bill maher that's not too bad of an evening talked a couple movies yeah i talked about a couple movies we'll need to do a bullshit episode again those are fun. Those are nice. For those listening to this, we had in the past, we did uh, a few bullshit episodes. We wanted to get into do some uh, drunk cast episodes, which are bullshit episodes, but we're just him or something. Yeah. But uh, for instance, the bullshit episodes, we uh, lost them when we were, I got a new computer. We were transferring files. A bunch of dumb shit happened. But from now on, we're going to go back to the plat- or the routine. Well, like a weekly routine, I guess. As much as schedule will allow. Yeah, and we're going to go with the plan we had before of trying to get out an episode every week. And we're going to do new episodes from now on. I have a couple old episodes I'm sitting on. I don't know if I'm going to release them or not. I might just release them on an off day. Yeah. And then we'll be all caught up. And then uh, from now on, we'll be hitting your eardrums with wonderful talk of sexual delights. And and, and other things. Fuck fiction and... Talking bad about maybe, more. Maybe we should read like some fuck fiction on air. Yes. You know what I'm a little upset about? Our like we had a bunch of episodes where we talked about Bill Fagerback for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't I don't know if I I don't know which ones those were on and they might be lost to time. Oh, that's a shame. So we're gonna have to bring that back. That's a shame. Those were good. They were all good. Your Bill Fagerbag. I was on a Bill Fagerback kick there for a, while. a long time. Yeah. We, we had too long of a hiatus. But anyway, if you wonderful people who are listening want to see what else we're up to, you can check us out at DrunkenPenWriting.com. You can check us out at DrunkPenWriting uh, on Twitter. Just DrunkPenWriting, not Drunken, because Twitter sucks and <laughs> doesn't have a long enough character list. And Facebook, we are also DrunkenPenWriting. We have Podbean now, which you might be listening to this on. I'm not sure. Which is Drunk and Pen Writing. And the YouTube, which you can also listen to this on. And I'm sure you can guess the name. So, <laughs> you folks have wonderful morning, evening, good night. Whenever you, whatever you're listening to. Lunch, dinner, breakfast. 
If you're watching Bill Maher. Hopefully, what I'm hoping is that that you're doing what I'm doing whenever I'm listening to most of my podcast, and that's fucking off at work. I was going to say masturbating, but it fucking off at work is a little better, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, you do both. And that's probably bad for you in your position. Well, my, yeah, well, yeah, but I don't you know what else. food, definitely don't do that. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, other people might be, you know, have a... Have Here, a here's a they... list of places if you work at, you should just definitely never masturbate. If you work in the food industry, okay. If you work in a nursing home, yeah. If you work in a nursery, yeah. Um, uh, th- that's definitely the top three. If you work in a school, yes, don't do that. Um, if you work in general, <laughs> you probably just shouldn't do it at all. But if you're self-employed, you can go. Feel free to do whatever you like. If you are a full-time writer, you can fap while creating your masterpiece. I think that's how a lot of uh, fuckfic is uh, is created. I just found my million dollar idea. Because remember, don't you remember the uh, remember the episodes of South Park whenever Mister Garrison was writing ro- ro- romance novels? Yeah, and he had Mister Hatness, yeah. and he just kept getting real excited. And he was typing with one hand and having Mister Hat go at him with the other hand. Wow! Oh, yeah. Mister Hat! Oh, Mister Hat! Stop it! <laughs> All right. Well, that got disgusting real quick. <laughs> Okay, folks. We'll see you later. Bye.